Hello, everybody. Welcome to another fantastic edition of podcasting as part of LGBT plus advancing within the amazing world of Media Village. I am the hostess with hopefully the mostest. Uh, my name is Dr. Chris, and I am here today with one of my favorite people on the face of this planet. And if I had been to other planets, she would be my favorite on those planets, too. Um, it is my castmate from this season of I Am Jazz on TLC, the queen of everything, Jeanette Jennings. Hi, Jeanette. Hello. And um, I have to say, you're one of my favorite people as well, Chris. You're I, one of a kind. They broke the mold when they made you. You're very special. <laughs> Some would say it's a good thing there can't be more of me because my level of shenanigans is sometimes unmatched. Sometimes it is matched by me. You know, well, well, you know, <laughs> for those who have not yet seen season seven of I Am Jazz, the shenanigans have gone off the rails this season. Um, some of which were, well, maybe most of which were kind of my initiation, but Jeanette was on board for all of it. So I can't take all of the credit or the blame. Speaking of our show, You've been on TV for a really long time. What's that like? Well, I can go back in the beginning. At first, it was something that we didn't want. We, the last thing we wanted to do was be on television. But long story short, we were having some big problems getting Jazz into elementary school. And they were very discriminatory. And they didn't want her to use female pronouns. And they wanted her to go there as a boy. And we put a little pressure on the school by doing a local article. And no names, no faces, nothing. And that got picked up by the Village Voice who tracked us down through ABC. So Village Voice, ABC, ABC found us through our attorney. And we were like, we're not going on TV with this. Absolutely not. No, no, no. You know, Jazz was like five years old at the time. And then um, they wooed us for about 10 months. They're like, let's, you know, because we're like, no faces. They're like, we need to see your faces. People need to see kids like Jazz. We don't ever see anybody like her. And I'm like, you know what? They're right. And after 10 months of back and forth and back and forth, we said, okay, we're going to do this. There's other kids like jazz out there. There are a handful of them that I'm aware of, but otherwise there have to be hundreds more. And we figured if we show this little girl and how feminine, and how cute she was, that other people would understand more and other people and other children would come out with their families, of course. And that's what happened. So that's how we got into the world of television. We kind of fell into it backwards and moving forward, you know, we were like, that's it, we're done. And we did something in Australia because we really didn't want Jazz to be the poster child for American transgender children. A after we did the um, Barbara Walters ABC piece, you know, Oprah, Montel Williams, I think Maury Povich at the time, it was, you know, 15 years ago, they all wanted to put little Jazz on a couch in front of an audience. And, you know, there was no way that was happening. I'm like, we did our due diligence. We're done. And um, then like, it was still a problem. Like jazz was still having problems. There still weren't tons of kids out there. So we're like, let's help Australia. Cause they were really knocking on the door and uh, like, all right, let's show her in another country. And she was a little older then we did that. And then um, moving forward, we paused for a while and then we ended up doing a documentary piece when she was 11. So at that time we felt like, okay, it's, it's easier to show her face now and have her be more visible. So it was sort of, we did TV, we didn't, we did TV, then we didn't. And after that piece, it sort of snowballed into this, oh, wow, they should have a TV show. And um, we were like, mm, I don't know about that. And really nobody was interested and they were so scared of putting an 11 year old on a television show. So 
finally, when she was 14, there was um, a network called TLC that was brave enough to say, you know what, we're going to, we're going to put this kid on TV and we're going to show this family and we're going to show that they're just like everybody else. And I'm like, you know, it's time. It really is because there was just so much negativity out there. And, um, you know, we hit the rails, as you would say, and we went forward with it and we haven't looked back since. It's just every season they're like, can we have another? And we're like, well, we're done. And then we realize, you know, we have more of our story to share. As, as Jazz gets older, there's just more and more issues and things change in her life. And then in social media, that world, things have changed. Like in the beginning, you know, we knew people didn't like us. We had this one piece. Um, it sat on YouTube because CBS did not upload it. I'm sorry, it was ABC. ABC did not upload it at our request. So it sat on YouTube and people said nasty things, but that's all we saw. But as social media became bigger and bigger, people got angrier and crueler. So in the television world, that's something that has changed for us. Um, we weren't used to all the negativity until like the big documentary that we did. And then we realized, you know what? It's a tough world out there for kids like jazz and they need all the help they can get. And if we can use our platform media, which has been handed to us, we're going to take advantage of that. Um, it was more like we're handed it and nobody else was doing it. Let's do it. And we have no regret. We have no regrets. We're just, you know, happy that we did it. And um, it's been evolving ever since. It's really an amazing kind of story that comes with this and looking at how you've gone from fighting against the idea of having a television episode or platform to now you've had seven full seasons and we've gotten to watch Jazz's whole story. And also for those who haven't watched all seven seasons, first of all, you should. And second of all, I think it's really about the whole family. Even though the show is focused supposedly on Jazz, the entire family story is so important. It's so important to see how your other three children have evolved so that when one child is in the spotlight or one child has additional needs because the world isn't always so kind to trans kids, they've all adjusted and adapted. And it turned into three activists supporting not just their sister, but the whole community. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, even though maybe I shouldn't say this, I have to say that you and your husband, Greg, are sometimes my favorite part of episodes. Your love story is just kind of everything I think we all hope for. <laughs> getting to watch that and getting to watch, um, not going to spoil this season, but episodes of the things that you do for each other and the way that you love each other and the way that you are absolute partners. And even just the way that you look at each other in the interviews is just sort of so, I think, aspirational for all of us, in addition to this piece about happening to have a trans daughter. So thank you for giving us your love story. That for me is just so amazing. You're welcome. Um, we're giving you part of our love story. Well, that's, yeah, that's a lot fair. more up there. And there's slow blinking Greg who, some, you know, he keeps uh, his temper down low and he doesn't have much of a temper, but if he's upset about something, he does this slow blink thing. But, you know, our love is very strong. Uh, we're like most couples, we have our ups and downs. You see a lot more of the ups, um, but it hasn't been easy for us by any means. You know, we try to stay on the same page when it comes to raising our children, not just jazz. And sometimes we just agree on discipline and, you know, all the topics that come up in every family. Cause we're just like your average American family. We just happen to have a transgender daughter, but all of our kids have something special about them. 
them. And for the most part, Greg and I are on the same page. I still love him. He walks in a room and I still say, I'm a lucky lady. <laughs> so that is there. And that's what you're picking up on. Yeah. And, and just a little bit of sort of the behind the scenes scoop as a cast member, I have to tell you, the secret here is that these four kids really are best friends with each other. It looks sometimes like, oh, they're pretending for TV because we like the idea of seeing a happy family on TV. But I've known y'all for almost 20 years, I guess. And I will tell the secret of these kids really do love each other. And these parents are almost stupidly in love with each other, like almost annoyingly so, but they're so nice that you can't hate them for all being so adorable, which is why we all keep watching. I think there's just something so lovely about it and watching your eldest who's in school for a PhD, who could be in a shampoo commercial and your <laughs> twins who I swear are like missing Jonas Brothers and the law school and the media marketing that they're up to. And we've been watching Jazz all season and what's going on with her story about whether or not she gets to go to Harvard. And we won't spoil that episode, but tune in for the season to get the details on that. And all the way that that's moving along is just so incredible. And in some ways, it is about having a transgender kid. And in a lot of ways, it's just about being a family that I watched for years on TV and wanted to be a part of. And now season seven comes along and I get to be a part of it. And there's just something, I think, magical about all of that that keeps us all watching. So thank you for giving us a reason to keep watching. You're welcome. You know, I can't take credit for what my kids do. I can take credit for the fact that they're human beings, but, you know, they're um, very independent. All of them are all very different and they go their different ways. And, um, you know, I feel I've just given them lots of unconditional love. That's the biggest gift that I give them. And I just say, you know what, I'm just going to give them good morals, good values, have them be respectful of other people as best possible. They don't always do that. So just the basics, you know, we are not really strong disciplinarians over here. Um, we just fill our house with lots of laughter, lots of love and respect. And um, we're very close because of that. I feel like we're all there for each other. If somebody has a problem, they're going to call one of the other kids or Greg or I for that. For that. So um, that is not manifested for television. That is very real, as you said, um, that we have a strong bond, the family, and you don't even get to see it all because there's such a sliver that everybody in the audience sees. I, I heard that like um, 90 or 95 percent of what we film ends up on the editing room floor. And, that, oh, and we only let certain that. things be filmed. We only let certain things be filmed. Like, you know, you've been there. You see, like, what happened to all that stuff? They'll take out full scenes. You know, there's things that we did and people work really hard and they're gone just into Never Never Land. So it's a lot of work doing a television show, uh, but it's worth it. It really is because the final outcome always has a positive message and really helps a lot of people. I get wonderful emails from, you know, hundreds come in throughout the years and they're just very grateful that we put our story out there, not just the trans issue, like Jazz has other issues as well with her anxiety and depression and her binge eating disorder. So a lot of people um, have felt comfort in knowing, gee, you know, somebody who's famous like Jazz Jennings also struggles with food like I do. And it makes them feel that they're not alone because they feel like nobody else around them does what they do with the food and Jazz does. <laughs> it's right on TV. So we don't hide much of that. You know, she stands on a scale on TV. I love her for it because there's no way I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm too vain for that. So, you know, she just 
has no problem opening up her life, but there is a line with her too that we draw and we say, okay, well, allow this part of her life to be discussed, but some of it is just too personal. And I think that that's very much fair. I think that would be any person or any family on TV that some of us are is just for us. And it's not for sort of the public consumption of things. One of the things that we explored during this season was what you're doing or will be doing as the last of your four children was hopefully going to kind of leave the nest. And for the first time in 25 years, you were going to have this whole concept of free time. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways I know you fill your time is through your incredible foundation. Would you tell us more about it? I'm sure I'd be happy to. The Trans Kids Purple Rainbow Foundation has been around since 2007. Uh, back when we did the original Barbara Walters, there was another family on there as well. And I knew the mom and um, we said, you know, let's start something because we have the platform now and let's help other children. We didn't really know what that looked like. We just wanted to be able to support trans youth in any way we could. And it has evolved throughout the years where we've become what I call a mom and pop foundation, meaning I'm not trying to grow it. I'm not trying to be this big, huge Trevor project or, you know, like an HRC. I just want to keep it tiny because we have a big platform. So we don't have to grow the foundation. People know about us and they come and they donate. We don't have millions of dollars, but I take those donations that come in and I utilize them partially um, for helping kids through other foundations. Like there's a new camp and they're really struggling and they're just taking in, you know, LGBT kids or just trans kids or and non-binary kids. And, you know, nobody knows they exist. So our foundation will step in and help them with that. I just gave three scholarships to a camp that's having a tough time. They're just starting off. So um, that's the main thing that we do. We also try to donate to some other causes like Black Trans Lives Matter and um, homeless kids. You know, there's a lot of homeless LGBT kids out there. And one thing that we do that's very unique, and we've been doing this since I think like 2008, is that every year at the Philadelphia Trans, now it's called Wellness Conference, and in Philadelphia, right? Um, We throw a party. It used to be a pool party, but it's become this kind of event, sort of like a tiny bar mitzvah. Um, Kids come from all over the country and Canada uh, with their parents, not just to go to the conference, but to go to the Friday night party that we have been sponsoring. So I feel that's really important. It's a tradition and we put smiles on the faces of kids. Many of them have never met another transgender child. And it's a great way for the parents to connect too. Um, a lot of parents are like, I, you know, I've never spoken to another parent or at least in real life, maybe on the internet or whatever. Um, and there's lots of friendships that have formed throughout the years. There's boyfriends and girlfriends. And like right now I just found out that one of the kids you know, is a young adult now and she's making a movie and somebody that we introduced her to through the foundation event, they're like best friends and, and she's starring in the movie. So it's just like little trickle down things. Like I just know a lot of kids have found their best friends at this conference and every year they come back, it's, it's a reunion. So it has become a tradition and that's a big hunk of I, what I do in terms of spending my time doing it right now. I am planning for Philadelphia and there's a lots of little teeny, you know, things to do back, you know, and it's just January and I'm planning for July and I'm 
crossing fingers that it's not virtual again, because otherwise my plans will. <laughs> so I'm saying right now they have it. Um, it's going to be in person, and I'm hoping they keep it that way because our foundation really relies on them to spread the word and help the kids through that. I rambled. Look at that. I told you I wasn't going to ramble, but I did. It is not rambling. It is no. critical information. And having been to many of the parties that are thrown, I will say that after traveling the country for a very long time and doing talks and trainings, that party is my favorite party of the year. Um, <laughs> it is an incredible space for the kids to show up dressed to the nines in whatever feels right for them. The parents are so happy to see their kids so happy. We've done in addition to food, like small gifts for or door prizes for the kids. It's super cool. And that is a huge part, I think, also of why it's a great reason to donate to Trans Kids Purple Rainbow Foundation. For those who haven't yet been to the website, there are so many great resources on there. And I don't just say that because my books are listed. It really <laughs> is a great place, especially for somebody brand new, maybe whose kid just came out at whatever age they are. It's a great place to start. So mm -hmm. as much as I wish that I could keep you forever, I know that we've got to go. Are you able to tell us whether or not there's going to be a season eight or is that still a secret? Um, uh -oh. I could say this, that it's really in our hands. Let's put it that way. It's really what Jazz wants to do. So there could be, but if she's like tied up with summer school or something, they, they can't film up at Harvard. They're not allowed to um, have cameras up there. So it, she needs to be available for at least eight weeks if we're going to do eight episodes, uh, eight weeks. It's, it's like a week per episode. So it's really, you know, up to her. This show, show is about our family, but it is still I Am Jazz. And without her, we wouldn't have a show. So um, stay tuned. We'll see. If there's a season eight, can I get you into more shenanigans or are you not going to take my phone calls anymore after season seven? No, I, you know what? Honestly, I've been doing shenanigans. I've, I've been, <laughs> the season we weren't on it, we went to a strip club um, with my mother, with my mother. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know what? There's always going to be shenanigans. You brought some more in, but, um, you know, whether it's with the kids or not, there's always fun and different things that go on on our show to make it exciting. Well, it sounds like between the upcoming party and using those donations to Trans Kids Purple Rainbow Foundation to throw that party and keeping my fingers crossed that I get to get you into more trouble in a future season, there's a mm -hmm. lot of stuff coming up that everyone should look forward to and keep an eye out for. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're still there and I, I'm still there too as a human being. If you write to the Trans Kids Purple Rainbow Foundation, I'm the one that answers the emails. And I have some help from... Dr. Chris Shane, when I'm not sure what to say to uh, somebody who's struggling, because I'm not a professional and I don't like to give misinformation. And you know, often we send them over to the Trevor Project or another organization that's equipped to handle like a suicidal child. So um, I want to thank you for helping out with the foundation and let everybody know that they can come to us for help because we'll guide them to the right person or the right organization. It is a fantastic <laughs> place to go on the internet to get that resource. It's fantastic to email and get information as people need it. And it is fantastic to have had the queen of all things and one of my favorite, favorite people, Jeanette Jennings, on this episode of LGBT Plus Advancing for Media Village. I don't know what's coming up next. I don't know if we're getting a season eight, 
But it sounds like you, the viewers and listeners, and I have lots of things to keep an eye on Jeanette and the Trans Kids Purple Rainbow Foundation to figure out what's coming next. So stay tuned and have an amazing rest of your day. 